Good morning. I'm Kat Kabira, and I am speaking to you from Bali, Indonesia. And I had a really interesting question made last week uh, by a new viewer. And there are so many ways that I wanted to respond, and, and none of them felt like a one-liner in the YouTube comments would actually have really met the, the level of questioning. So I'm going to actually expand on the question and, um, and really turn this into something that might be useful for all of us. And my intention here is not necessarily telling you this is how it is. That's not how I work. Um, you know, the real work that I do is helping you like, really think for yourself, like what is actually true for you? And then I'll just share my own perspective as well. So here's my question for you, okay? Is there a difference between leaving your body, going into fantasy, having a vision, and let's just even throw in there you know, what happens when we're healing. And maybe as a little side note, you know, do we leave our bodies and is it helpful you know, for those of you who either want to or have done like plant ceremony medicines? Is there a time when it's healthy to leave our body or do we always need to stay in our body? So, you know, the, the biggest cornerstone in my work is, and you know, and those of you who've been with me, it's like I geek out over grounding. And it's more than just taking a walk in nature. Um, it, it really is, if, if I'm gonna speak on energetic terms and you know, remember that I, I can see energy, I feel energy, it's something that I've, I've had ever since I was really young and I've, I've put, I, I'm continually developing my skills and, and really staying within my own integrity with it. So you know, for me, when I actually can tell if someone's in their body, it's like their whole body is filled up and so a lot of times when I look at people, it's like, oh, you'll be really opaque around your head, but you won't actually, it'll be more translucent in the rest of your body. And then as we do, you know, even, there are so many ways we can come back into our body and it doesn't always have to be a long, complicated process whatsoever. But as we start to arrive, we become more like in. It, it's more like I'm back in 3D. You know, I'm no longer just in my astral field. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because ways we can leave, and if I'm just going to speak on energetic terms, it's like we can look like we're hovering above. We can look like we're more forward as opposed to in. We can fragment. We can almost be like in other people's bodies. This is all going to sound really like science fiction, but, you know, for those of you who do work with energy, I would imagine you, you know what I'm talking about. And also we can just kind of scatter ourselves like in an environment, in a household, or we can just go hide in some other place. Like I, I call it like going back to a different planet or um, always being in, in past or always being in future. That's my like super quick explanation. And, and even if you're not someone who resonates with energy, you know, if you're just looking at it on a, uh, psychological level. It's like, can you tell a difference when either you yourself or someone else is all here? 
You know, there, there's a difference. You know, you can see when you look at someone like, are you all here? Or can you tell that you're in your head or just wandering around? Um, and the same thing goes for us. And even if you've put a, a lot of effort and awareness into like, I want to be present, you know, so many of the Eastern practices is cultivating presence. You know, when we got uncomfortable, there was a certain crew of us where our way to leave is, is to literally leave. And if you think back when we're children, you know, we, we are less sovereign and really under the influence and the care and the rules of whoever our caregivers are. And so a lot of times it's like things get uncomfortable, we can't articulate it, and our way of coping is like, well, I can't physically leave, so I'm going to psychologically leave. Um, you know, and even when we look at things like multiple personalities or, or schizophrenia, schizophrenia, you know, even though we could say it's like a, um, depending on where, where you're looking at it, like there's various reasons for why we develop this. But if we're looking at it on a more energetic term, it's like, yeah, I'm splitting myself from myself or I'm so scared that I've developed different personalities to create this protection. And I personally have always been fascinated about what this means on an energetic level. As usual, I've already gone off on a tangent and off topic, but you know, there we go. It's part of the cat chat. So again, my question for you, and I'm just going to boil it down. Is there a difference when we're leaving our body out of fear, out of a trauma response versus like we're having a vision? You know, where is fantasy helpful and when is it not helpful? So when I talk about grounding, I just want to be clear that I'm not saying like, oh, we're just going to be completely in this 3D world and stop imagining, stop. I mean, because remember that like creation, you know, we're all very creative beings. And most of us, we need to be more creative as a planet, not less creative, right? Like we are dreaming this world. We are dreaming this world. So it's more that when I say it's important to be grounded, it's that for a lot of us, and I'm just going to speak from a personal experience, we might have had some really scary, even horrifying things happen, you know, when we're young or even more recently. And we're not sure how to meet this pain. It feels very uncomfortable. You know, we, we might have like gone in denial. We might have split ourselves. We may want to just be able to function normally. Um, and there's emotional pain there too. And there's parts of us that are stuck back in that time of trauma. And so there are a lot of us where if we're really, especially those of us who are highly sensitive, it just literally does not feel good to be alive on this planet. And I think we can even just use, especially because this is 2021, it's like we've had the pandemic. We're still like dancing in and out of it. Um, I mean, I, I'm in Bali right now where we now suddenly have like a, some sort of lockdown about to happen again. You know, so even as a global nation, there's like insecurity, there's anxiety. And we need to be compassionate that when we leave, when we lift up, when we leave our bodies a little bit, it's, it's because it's like, I'm not so sure about this place. I don't know if I want to be here. So I'm speaking, for those of you who just like one of your, I guess we could say core wound is, I don't want to be here. I don't want to exist. 
you know, you're, you're going to really get what I'm saying. You know, like my friends who have anorexia or a, a history of that, you know, and, and bulimia, it's like, that's another way that you'll split yourself from your feeling. I don't want to feel this way. I don't like it here. And yes, it could be a younger part of our consciousness, but, you know, our bodies operate in a multidimensional way. Like all time is now, like past, present, future, right? So it's, it's all happening right now. And so the, the invitation I have is, for those of us where it's like, we're just not sold on being here on planet Earth. We're just not really sold on, on relating with others. Like intimacy might feel scary. You know, we, we might be, you know, like just extra sensitive. So everything just feels like too much. Our real work is, is can we be in our bodies? It's going to be easy to fly. It's going to be easy to do all the multidimensional work, the energetic world, oneness, like all of that is super simple for a lot of us with this wiring, but the actual like, okay, and here I am and, and here's this couch, you know, and here are these sounds and here's my body and, and this is what my body feels like and I'm not going to die if I feel my body. I'm not going to be attacked if I'm here. So when I talk about being here, it's more that, you know, you did, we all incarnated in these bodies for a reason. Like we didn't come here on this planet to be like, yeah, and I'm just not really going to be here. I'm just going to always live elsewhere. Like, like we went through the pain of going through like, you know, birth. <laughs> and, and when we die, that's going to be a, a, another multidimensional adventure. But, but we're doing something here. You know, like the plants are here for some reason, even though everything has, you know, more subtle and astral and more what people would call invisible um, essences and communications, there still is also like a 3D plane. You know, and to make change in our lives and to make change on the planet, we, we can't ignore this 3D plane. So the reason why I'm so passionate about it is that it's really about owning why you came here, like what your own essence is, what your own mission is. And can we meet those parts of you that are terrified and in pain and find a way that they can finally have their place and kind of discharge, like energetically move so that we can show up more here. And again, if all of this sounds like gibberish, all of you know the difference when you're talking to someone and if they're really here versus not. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their posture. You can feel it and may not describe, you may not know why, right? And even, I, you know, the, the, the word of like having cold feet, you know, when we get nervous about something, when we're not sure, you know, like that, that actually, when we have cold feet, we're ungrounding. We're like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not able to like be in my legs anymore. You don't have a leg to stand on right? Like, it's like part of being grounded is, are you committed? Are you just constantly saying yes to other people's desires? Are you letting, you know, the, the fear of others or the manipulation or the strength of others like run you? Or are you really standing in, in your own truth? So that's being grounded. And I, I could like talk to you for hours about this, but you can see I'm passionate. Okay. So then let's talk about like, because actually if you don't know my work, it's not just grounding. It's more that, hey, 
you know, I actually teach astral travel, okay? Um, I take people on what I call vision quests. So kind of, kind of my shtick, shtick is uh, there are ways that we can journey that other people might take plant medicine for. And there are ways that we can do that journey without having to take anything. Like we are magic. Our bodies are magic. And to be able to start to travel in that way, first we have to be able to be grounded and then find a safe way while you're still connected with yourself, find a safe way to travel. Maybe you remember this as a child because I do teach children and they're very multidimensional. And when I talk about all this stuff, they like roll their eyes at me and they're like, come on, Kat, we already know this, okay? So as kids, like remember when you would just go flying in all your dreams? But do you ever remember those times where you try to like come back into your body and you'd be awake a little bit and asleep still and you could feel that you weren't all here? Where you almost could feel like part of you was stuck in a wall or under a bed? So there, there is a way that we would call that like an energetic fragmentation. And what happens in our dream time, you know, some of it's a defragging, you know, like you're, you're just clearing out your worries and clearing out your system. But there is healing work that can happen. And there is conscious dreaming that we can have happen. You know, the, the world of dreaming is very much a mystery. It's also very much like a, where does our consciousness go? You know, and how awake can we be? And, and where's our consciousness in dream time? So there is a way that we naturally are going to want to explore. And what I found personally is that I kind of lived too much in other places and not enough here. And this is going to sound a little bit cray cray and maybe like a very select few of you are going to get what I'm talking about. I used to, when I would talk to people, literally be like, and I am going to sound like a crazy person, but whatever, where it was like I'd be in a few different dimensions all at once. And I thought that every single person was living that way. I didn't know that there was a way that you can be here and just be here with someone. And, and I didn't know because it, was, it wasn't purposeful. It was just a way that I had operated my energy system where it was like I was literally in other places with other people. The positive of that is that I used to get so many emails and messages. Oh my God, Kat, like you came and visited me. You did this healing work on me. You know, people were like saying like, Kat, you were just standing over me and giving me a message. But I wasn't conscious of any of it. You know, and, and that was the big difference is that our real power comes when we're conscious and when we're choosing. So when we're doing stuff and it's just like we can't even control what we're doing, it's like being a teenager learning how to drive. So, so my work with people is if you're going to work in this subtle energetic world, learn to drive your car. Otherwise, you're going to end up having crashes and cracks. Because what ends up happening is if we don't have a consciousness with what we're doing and we're going into these astral worlds and we're doing all this work, we can end up like, for lack of better words, feeling really confused, murky, having stuff with us that we don't want here, parts of us still lost in other places. So we first want to arrive to being all here and then to be like, okay, and now I'm consciously going. So that's what I teach, part of what I teach. And so in the astral, uh, in the vision quest that we do, it's actually seeing like, yep, I'm fully here and now I'm choosing to leave. So part of it is also seeing our leaving isn't a trauma response. It's like, oh, I can feel myself connected still. 
I can see that connection and I'm choosing to go on a walkabout. You know, I'm choosing to go. And I'm also choosing to come back in and I can really feel that difference. And if I'm gonna speak on less like energetic terms, you know, but just as human beings, um, our nervous systems will need to leave at times just because it's, it's too much information. You know, uh, you know, we're learning something, we're just having a day. It's like we're going to do that little space out to give our nervous system a rest. I, I hung out with this little cute three-year-old last year a lot, and I would love just watching how like almost like every hour she would just do the little space out, right? Because her system was like, all right, I've had too much of this. I just need to like zone out for a moment. That's not bad. And it's not bad even like in, in trauma therapy, you know, if you have someone who's constantly leaving, um, you know, constantly leaving their body, one of the healing mechanisms is actually you being an anchor as the therapist and witnessing the other person. Like, I'm with you. Oh, wow. And you're really uncomfortable. This is overwhelming. Great. And, oh, can you, can you actually witness that part of you that's going? and not have any judgment around it, not force yourself back in. Can you just stay with yourself as you see yourself leaving? And everyone you know, has their own journey with it. And even giving yourself that, because sometimes it's like life feels like too much and we need some way, to, we need to feel like we're not trapped. You know, one thing of, of having a trauma brain is like we have no options and we're just trapped where we are and, and, and that's it. So it's actually, you know, that's a one healthy, you know, example of like when we might want to leave. But even that as the therapist, like you end up being the anchor point and you teach someone else, hey, let's bring some consciousness to the leaving. So you start to create an anchor point in someone else. They start to see, oh, I'm not going to just leave and not be aware of it. I'm actually going to be aware of myself. So the other distinction I would say, it's all about awareness. You know, is leaving your body bad? Well, where's the awareness? Um, you know, there's a very big difference and, and we've been in these situations. Like, have you ever been with someone where they're so drunk that they're blacked out? They don't know what they're doing and they're kind of flailing around or like really doing some crazy stuff, but they're not in here. They're not aware of it, right? That's, that's a something, right? That, that's, that, we wouldn't say that's like a healthy response. Um, even like I, I used to be abused as a kid and um, the way I knew it was going to happen is that I would see a change in the eyes. Like literally their, their normal, like kind, loving eyes. Like it was like someone else's eyes were in there. And I knew that was my way of knowing like, oh, fuck, it's going to happen. You know, like so. So there is something about and, and, and they wouldn't be conscious of it. Like literally later on, they would have no recollection of that happening. So that's an un, that's unconscious, right? So, you know, when we leave our body, again, presence, consciousness versus not. So I don't want you to be hard on yourself if you're like, oh, I'm leaving. You know, that will be a coping mechanism. And there are times where, I mean, I've even seen it where like stuff has become too much for me. Where it's like, oh, oh, this is actually information for me. It's so interesting that it's really hard for me to show up and engage, that there's just this urgency to get out of here. What do I need? What's going on? How do I meet myself right now? So let's, let's, I know I've just dropped a lot of information and, you know, again, take what resonates. You know, if it doesn't resonate, remember, I've got a very unique 
perspective as a highly sensitive person, you know, and you're going to have your own perspective because we all have very different backgrounds, right? So what about what happens in healing work, right? Like, is there a time that we leave and is there a time that we stay? What I'll say, and this is both, you know, in my train, both like, let's just admit that I, I was born being able to see things and, and I did always have healing hands. Um, so that's who I tend to work with are people that have like these skills that they're not really sure what to do with, but you were born with it. Um, but also, and you may not even realize until you start doing the work, like, oh, okay, this is, yeah, this is how I am. But also that I have done significant training um, in you know, shamanic work and in craniosacral therapy um, and in some other you know, trauma therapy. And so one of the basis of craniosacral therapy, especially in the biodynamic sense, is the body can begin to heal itself once it's grounded. So sometimes it's like I'm giving sessions to someone and it, it might take like three sessions just to get someone to want to really be here and arrive. And, and the difference is, is like, think about it. If you're not in your body, you're not going to be able to feel much, right? And there might be a huge resistance of why we even want to be here. I've just covered that. And because we're kind of working with like the relationship of the physical body with the all the other bodies, you know, the energetic bodies, emotional, mental, astral, karmic, ancestral. It's like, yes, we're working with the energy field around the body, but, but there also is like something needs to move or flow to be in the body. The body heals itself when it's grounded and it's something that's very palpable. And so this would be an example of, you know, if we want to get anywhere in our life, we have to be in our body. Now, are there times where once we're in our body, you know, something happens and it's almost like we'll go out and sometimes even almost resource ourselves elsewhere and come back in? Yeah. And that's not bad. And again, you know, that, that actually can be quite helpful. It's exactly what we need. And again, that's also for those of you who practice plant medicine, which, you know, it's, it's people always write me like, cat, should I do it? And it's like, you really, it's, it's, it's your relationship, you know, with, with these medicines. It's something where if you were to actually go into like South or Central America um, and do it properly, you would work with someone who was really listening to your system and see which spirits, which plant spirits are actually resonant with you. So, you know, cause there are certain ones that everyone just drinks thinking it's good. And it's like, wait a minute, like we all have very unique uh, systems and and there will be certain spirits that will be helpful and also ones that won't be. And so it actually, you have to have like a unique tailoring to do it. And there are some, certain people where it's like, actually you journey so well without it, why would you take something? When I was uh, 19, I, I lived in the jungle with an ayahuascaro. And I remember he, he very, cause you know, I was 19, I didn't know much. And he said to me, he's like, you're so sensitive, you don't need to take anything. You know, he's like, you can journey without it. That, that was, he was like, your medicine's the breath, which was actually great because I was doing a lot of meditation and yoga at the time. So it felt very confirming. Um, so, you know, it really gets to be a, a personal question. All of us have very different energy fabrics. Some people have very open systems, um, which means that you travel easily, but it's hard to be here and you're very affected by environments. 
And then there are people who have a more like tarp-like system, which, yeah, you know, sometimes you're going to need something to kind of like come out. It's easier for you, to, for you to be in yourself. One isn't better than the other. You know, there's a reason why we've all arrived so differently. You know, just like there's so many different plants and animals, there's so many different kinds of humans. So that's my little side note. But again, if you were to do plant medicine, or even if you were to do like a vision quest with me, where you're just laying down and dropping into your energy body and learning how to travel, you better know how to come back to yourself. You better know how you come back to yourself. I worked with this um, astral traveler guy like back when I was 24, and I remember he just said like, oh, it's so easy for you to travel, but but Kat, you haven't learned how to come back in. I, I had to spend some years really figuring out what he meant. Okay. So the final thing is, is that, because I really want to make a distinction. And again, this is, I don't even know if this gentleman who wrote me this, this question is even going to watch this because I, I know that my perspective is very different from his. Um, but I, I'm, having, I'm having fun. So what I would say is, there is a huge importance in our nurturing of our creativity, nurturing of imagination, and nurturing of like what is our own vision in our life. There have been many times in my life where I have sat somewhere and been like, oh my God, you know, this is, this is where we are right now. We're going to flip this one around. And where it's been because of a vision that I had that most people think is just crazy but I like was able to be focused and stubborn about it and, and believing it, and I pulled it off. I mean, there's a lot that I've pulled off that, that most people be like, that's crazy. So you must believe in yourself and you must believe in your vision and you need to know what's true for you in your heart. And that takes slowness, that takes unscheduled time, that takes unproductive time. Like to really vision, we have to go into the more theta brainwave state, which is like, waking dream time and also our regular sleep dreaming time and also going to alpha so that's where like movement activities that can spark us art laying around walking you know doing nothing you know i, I used to run a course called the art of doing nothing you know and that's essential for us to really drop into our own essence where we're even not around other people so we're not influenced by them their desires and thoughts where it's like yeah this is what I really feel. This is what I really want. And we all have that capability. Remember, we're dreaming this world together. Are we gonna hook into other people's desires? Are we gonna hook into their fears? What did you come here for? What's your vision? And to be very clear, it does take a slowing down. I mean, that's why, in some ways, why people go off and meditate a lot or go on retreat. You know, just taking that, that space and time to return to you, to your own essence. So there is value in our imagination. There is huge value in our creativity. There is huge value in vision. And what I would say is grounded vision. It's a huge difference when I talk to people and I'm like, so what are you looking, you know, what do you want? And they'll tell me things where it's like, sounds fantastic, but you know, you can't even get out of bed. Like, and you're so sick, like how are we gonna get there? You know, so it's like, like how do we bring our visions into 3D. We don't just want them to stay hovering here and then feel regretful or just live in fantasy all the time. So fantasy 
what I would say, although like, I mean, I, 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 I'm a writer and you know, I, I'm a musician and I'm, I'm quite fantastical at times. It's like when I'm going into fantasy because it's just my own escape zone, you know, there's a way that we all do it where we're like, oh, back then it was so much better, right? We all went into a lot of fantasy in 2020 because face it, we were, we were stressed out, right? Or it's like the fantasy of the future, but, but never really doing, like being willing to put the legs there. So vision and fantasy, it's like they have a place, but we wanna look at how do we create this? You know, how do we make it real? How do we make our imagination real? I mean, that's where the evolution we've done, you know, the really cool things we've done as, as a human race has come from imagination. The willingness to look at something just a little bit differently. And how many of us are scared to do that? We've been so indoctrinated. And, and also like the fear response of like, oh, I, I better go along with that because I'll get penalized if not. It's like, where's your wild self, right? Where, where's your rebel? So these are all my magic questions for you. You know, if, if, if anything else, I'm, I'm sure it's entertained you. And I hope you have such a beautiful, wonderful day wherever you are. And sending a lot of love from Bali. <laughs>